And we finish today, at least this series. How many say, God's been helping me? Well, go ahead and say it then. God's been helping me. How many say, but I still need some more help? All right. The songwriter said, not my mother, not my father, but it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. I hope you come to church because you need help. And we all do. Let me give you a couple verses, and we're just about done here, so just a couple thoughts in this passage, and we'll move on. Look at verse number 20 of chapter 2. And again, the word of the Lord came unto Haggai on the fourth and twentieth day of the month, saying, Speak to Zerubbabel, governor of Judah, saying, I will shake the heavens and the earth, and I will overthrow the throne of kingdoms, and I will destroy the strength of the kingdoms of the heathen, and I will overthrow the chariots, and those that ride in them, and the horses and their riders shall come down, everyone by the sword of his brother. In that day, saith the Lord of hosts, will I take thee, O Zerubbabel, my servant, the son of Shealtiel, saith the Lord, and I will make thee as a signet, for I have chosen thee, saith the Lord of hosts. Let the church say amen. Father, add thy blessing to the reading of your word. It is already blessed. Cleanse me of sin. Empty me of self. And fill me with your spirit. Use the Bible in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you for standing. Say it with me. Consider your ways. Say it again. Consider your ways. A little bit higher from the start today. That's pretty good. Take it up a little bit. All right, we're getting better. Come on. Now, now, let's do it together now. Consider. Yeah, yeah, it's a serious thing. What does consider mean? It literally means to think about, to ponder, especially in order to take action. That's worth thinking about something. So look at that definition carefully. To think about carefully, especially with regard to taking some action. Some of us think, but we don't do. That means we ain't thinking carefully enough. And God is saying through Haggai to the people of God, when it comes to rebuilding this temple that's been broken down, since I brought you back from Babylon to Jerusalem, since I redeemed you from where you couldn't get back on your own, since I brought you back to a place you would have never gotten back to by yourself, since I brought you back here and since you have discovered that this temple is broken down and there's a disgrace to my name, if you're going to get this temple rebuilt, you've got to consider your ways. You've heard me say it. You ain't going to do right if you don't. Think right. And so Haggai is challenging the faculties of the minds of the people of God to think about it. Could I ask you a question? Could you have gotten saved without God? Seven of you could not have gotten saved without God. 
Let me ask the rest of you. Could you have gotten saved without God? Did he save you? Did he redeem you? Did he heal you? Did he feel you? Then consider your way. Because watch this now. Let me challenge you with this thought. God's done too much for us to do so little. Say it again. He's done too much for us. Well, he didn't do for me like other people. I don't have the house they have. I don't have the car they have. I don't have the job they have. I don't have the money they have. I don't have the talents they have. I don't have the clothes they have. I don't have the background I have. Yeah, yeah, but you'd have gone to the hell they were going to. Come on now, and you're going to enjoy the heaven they're going to enjoy, and you're going to walk on the same streets of gold, you're going to swing on the same gates of pearls, and you're going to be with the same Jesus forever, and every day is going to be like Sunday. Let me tell you something. I don't care how bad your life is financially or physically or emotionally. I don't care how much little, little education you have. I don't care what side of the tracks you were born on. If you've been saved by the grace of God, God's done too much for you for you to do so little for him. And so he says, consider your ways. Acknowledge the problem. Adjust your priorities. Accept God's punishment. And here we are. Lastly, activate God's participation. How can I get God in on what I'm doing? Now, watch this now. How many know God doesn't co-sign on everything? Can I get an amen? Now, we want him to. We want to fill out the contract and have God sign it. That's not the way the Christian life works. You don't tell God what you want him to do and have him sign off. You give God a blank sheet of paper, let him fill it out and sign it. Watch this now. And then you sign next to his name. You don't ask him to sign on to what you say. You sign into what, come on, help me preach now. We're trying to get God to bless what we're doing instead of doing what God is blessing. So Haggai says, consider, you, you want me in on it? Because you can't rebuild this temple without me. You're just a remnant. There's no way you can get this temple built. But I'm telling you, if you will commit your actions to me, if you will surrender your will to me, if you will decide we're going to do right, I'm telling you, the more, the more I travel, the more people I meet, the more I discover the myriad of problems that the people of God, the world are facing every single day, I begin to realize that calamities in life, when I'm talking about sin and wickedness and immorality, by the way, I just want to tell you, America's in a mess. Let me just say, I said America's in a mess. We've thrown out the moral code. We've, we've, we've eradicated all absolutes. We're, we're trying to rip down the bedrock of family. We were stamping out the name of Jesus. Atheism is on the rise. We've got all kinds of Satan mess going on in this world. We've taken the Bible out of our schools. We're taking prayer out of the best places. Our leaders have no recognition of God. And it seems to be like we are going down the drain and never turning back. This is where America is. Let me tell you something. America doesn't need a better president or a better Congress or, or better laws to get right. We need God. Here's the problem, though. He doesn't just co-sign on anything. You can't run off killing a bunch of babies and, and, and popularizing same-sex marriage and, 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 and saying the Bible has nothing wrong with all these sins of the world and, and think God's just going to close his eyes and sign on. Listen, God can't sign on to it. We can put in God we trust on our money, but if we don't show it in our lives, God's not going to sign on to us. Well, let me tell you something. We can't fix America this morning. You can fix you, though. 
You're going to have to try. I'm going to consider my ways because I need God in on what I'm doing. I need God's able performance. Uh, in other words, I need to make my able performance so God will get involved. He says, go up to the mountain. I can start building. Now, you can't sit around today and say that uh, the temple's not going to be rebuilt because I can't build it by myself. No, 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 no. You just got to do what you can. Able performance. Able performance. Put that up there, please. Able performance. That means you've got to do what you can. Here's what's happened in America. People say, well, what's, what's my one little difference going to make? If I pray, if I read my Bible, if I go to church, it ain't going to change America. No, 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 no. But what if you do, you get God in on it, right? So he says, go up to the mountain. You have to have able performance. Then, then we get adequate power, verses 6 and 7 of chapter 2. God said, I'll shake things up. Verse, verse number 6, the Bible says in Haggai, God says, I'll shake the nations. I'll do what you can't do. I'll shake the heavens. I'll give it a rain. I'll take that dry ground and give it moisture. Then our God's authentic pleasure. He says, if you go up to the mountain, I'll take pleasure in it. Then the active presence of God. Verse number 13 of chapter 1, God said, I am with you. In chapter 2, verse number 4, God says, I am with you. Ladies and gentlemen, let's not take the presence of God for granted. I'm glad in these last days when people will abandon you and people will desert you, God said, if you'll do right, I'll be with you. The actual prospect, the glory of the latter shall be better than the former. Chapter 2, verse number 3. Who is left among you that, have, that saw this first house? Y'all thought the first temple was good. Wait till you see the next temple. And we focused a couple weeks ago on the fact that, listen to me, with God, your future can be better than your past. Can I get an amen? Aren't you glad, folks, that what you did in the past doesn't have to define you forever? God can take what you used to be was okay and make what your future is that much better. The assured promises, he'll keep his word. The available provision. The silver and the gold is mine. Aren't you glad that where God guides, he provides? Hmm. Last week, absolute peace. I will give peace. Anybody looking for peace this morning? Chaos everywhere, huh? I said chaos everywhere. I was down in, well, my wife and I were down in North Carolina this week in three different places. And we turned the news on, and they're talking about another shooting here and another shooting here. And we walked into the hotel to check in and, and said they evacuated the schools here in our area because there was a bomb threat. I was down in Asheville, North Carolina on Friday night, and they, they said these, these guys are walking up to innocent people and just shooting them up just to brag and say they shot that many bullets. It's the world we living in. So where are we living in? Well, Pastor, I'm going to get peace. I'm going to Google the most peaceful zip code to live in in America, and I'm going to move there, and I'm going to finally have peace. Listen, you go ahead with your bad self. You don't walk with God. I don't care where you live. You won't have peace. I don't care. Listen, you're not going to get peace from a neighborhood. You, you, you're not going to get peace from, 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 from taking melatonin. You're not going to get peace from, from paying off all your debt. L listen, I'm telling the truth. You're not going to get peace from, 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 from getting in the school district that's got the best teachers and, and the lowest crime and the, and, the, and, the, and the nosiest neighborhood watch woman sitting at home watching everything for you. You're not going to get peace from that. You're going to get peace when you start obeying God. You're going to get peace when you live by the word of God. You're going to get peace when you give your problems to God. You're going to get peace when you cast your cares on him because 
because he cares for you. And I'd like to say to, to say to some people who are battling chaos in your life, chaos in your marriage, chaos with your kids, chaos at your school, chaos, chaos in your community, chaos in your mind. We've got people today that are taking their own lives because they can't get peace between their two ears and they think that medicine or suicide is going to give them peace. I'm here to tell you, peace comes from the Prince of Peace. You can't get it for free. You got to consider your ways. Today, two thoughts. Abundant prosperity. Look at verse number 23 of chapter 2, and I need to quit. Abundant prosperity. In that day, saith the Lord of hosts, I will take thee, O Zerubbabel, my servant. Save the Lord. I'm sorry, verse number 19, excuse me, not 23, verse number 19, rather. Is the seed yet in the barn, yea, as yet the vine and the fig tree and the pomegranate and the olive tree hath not brought forth. From this day will I what? Bless you. And I'm not talking about after you sneeze. It's a great verse in Proverbs. It said, the blessing of the Lord maketh rich and he addeth no sorrow to it. The blessing of the Lord maketh rich and he addeth no sorrow to it. As old English, King James, somebody said, I don't know what that means. The blessing of the Lord maketh rich. Well, you know what that means. I mean, when God blesses you, he blesses you rich. Come on. Somebody say, I'm not rich. You think that money's the only way you get rich? Well, I wish I had a lot more money. I wish I was rich. You are rich. You got more grace than you know what to do with. You got more mercy you can handle. Come on. You got the promises of God that are yea and amen. You got freedom. You got the Holy Ghost living inside of you. Ephesians says when you get saved, you are in Christ. Aren't you glad if you're saved that you're in Christ? That's rich. But Colossians said you're not only in Christ. Colossians said Christ is in you. Glory. Hallelujah. If that ain't rich, you tell me what is. Would you rather all the millions in the world or would you rather God living inside of you? Somebody said, I wish somebody would make a deposit in my bank. Let me tell you something. God deposited the Holy Spirit into your heart the day you got saved. Turn to your neighbor and say, I am rich. Now watch this now. Here's what God says. The blessing of the Lord maketh rich, and he hath no sorrow to it. Watch this now. When God blesses, you don't have to feel guilty about it. That's what the verse means. He hath no sorrow to it. You rob a bank, you're rich, you got to feel guilty about it. You cheat on your taxes, you're rich, you got to feel guilty about it. Huh? You don't tithe and you're rich, you ought to feel guilty about it. But if God bless you and you're rich, you don't have to be guilty about it. Listen what, listen what God said in verse 19. From this day will I bless you. I wonder if there's a child of God that wants the blessings of God on your life. If you want the blessings of God on your life, say amen. Psalm 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the what? The law of the Lord. And his law doth he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither. And whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. You don't, listen, you don't want to correlate blessings with anything else than the word of God. I don't know what Bible you're reading. James 1. Be ye not hearers of the word, but doers, be ye not doers of the word, or be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only. Whoso looketh in the perfect law of liberty and continue it therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. You track the life of any believer on planet earth, any country, any culture, and any climate, and you can literally associate the blessings that he gets from God by his obedience to God's word. Well, it's true, Pastor, I know. But if you tell people God's not blessing you, then you're telling people 
you're not obeying the Bible. Keep it to yourself. You don't want all your business out in the street. If you ain't obeying the Bible, let that stay between you and God. Because I'm telling you, I don't care how broke you are, how sick you are, how how many trials you're going through. You can't obey the Bible and miss God's blessings. And then I'm closing with amazing, amazing promotion. <laughs> I'll make you a signet. <laughs> Talking to Zerubbabel. My servant. I'll make you a signet. <laughs> what in the world is a signet? A signet where the king signed a letter with. <laughs> I mean, he puts, his, he puts his seal on a letter with his signet, with his ring. Now, look what he's doing in 22 with the rest of the kingdoms. Overthrowing thrones, 22. Destroying the strength of kingdoms of the heathen, 22. Overthrowing the chariots and the people that ride on them and the horses. Everyone by the sword of his brother. I'm not only going to destroy them, I'm going to destroy them by allowing them to destroy each other. But let me tell you what happens when you're a servant of God. God said, I'll knock everybody else out. But while I'm knocking them down, I'm going to lift you up. Listen to me. While I'm dethroning them, I'm promoting you. While I'm bringing them down, I'm picking you up. While I'm wiping them off the scene, I'm putting you on. Ladies and gentlemen, you you don't ultimately get promotion in your life by climbing up the ladder of success, by doing it the world's way, by adapting to the world's philosophy. There are people in this room today who spent time and years wasting their life trying to accomplish the dreams of the world through worldly philosophy and vain deceit and you've tried getting the next best thing and accomplishing the next best thing and buying the nicest car and the nicest house but the problem is you lay on your bed at night empty and unfulfilled because what shall it profit a man if he gain the whole world and lose his own soul and yet there's some people in this building today who've never climbed up the success ladder in the world but they've learned to get up every day and to walk with God and to talk with God and to live for God and somehow God has lifted them up and promoted them. The psalmist said, promotion cometh not from the east or the west nor from the south, but God is the judge. He setteth up one and taketh down another. Ladies and gentlemen, your job doesn't promote you. America doesn't promote you. The the White House doesn't promote you. God promotes you. Haggai says, while everybody is going down. You, my servant, will go up. If I've learned nothing over the years, I've learned this and continue to learn it. It always pays to serve God. And, 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 and somebody, somebody who got in line and saw a red cup and a big punch bowl that said, this good stuff right here. Somebody took the ladle, picked it up, poured that stuff in that red cup and started drinking it and, and started believing it was good. And I'm talking to some Christian in the building. I'm talking about you going to heaven because God saved you. That's the only way you're going to heaven. But you, you're drinking the Kool-Aid and you're liking it. Somebody told you 
the better Christian you are, the, the less fun you're going to have. And you're drinking Kool-Aid. Somebody told you, you start getting right with God, he's going to take away all your freedoms. You can't play the numbers. You can't drink when you want to. You can't shack up with who you want to. You can't cuss like a sailor without having a conscience. And you can't have your party weekend like you. You can't get high when you feel like it. And somebody has told some of you teenagers, you serve God. You're going to have to stay pure until you get married. And you ain't going to never have no fun. And you're going to go to church all the time. You're going to read your Bible all the time. You're going to miss out on the And some of you drinking that cool. Listen, it's only a matter of time before you pass out. I'm telling you, it's a lie, 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 lie. The best life, the only life worth living is a life of serving God. Christianity is not bondage. Sin is bondage. Put that cup down and start drinking of the living water. Hmm. People tell me, well, I, I love life. I'm enjoying life. I'm, I'm out there and experiencing it. I'm I'm sinning and I enjoy myself. That's why you're 25 and look like you're 63. <laughs> Who are you lying to? I'm, I'm enjoying myself. You can't even put your words together. I have me a good time. I love me some life. You got $5 on you? You talk your, listen, you talk your, you can, t you can tell yourself the devil is good and sin is fun and, and life is easy when you live for the devil all you want to. You can say it all you want just because you say it doesn't make it so. I, I, I'm out here in the world. I have a good time. You lying. You ask somebody that's walking with Jesus. We ain't telling you what we heard. We have tasted and seen that the Lord is good. And I'm telling you, some of you, some of you who spent your life being the brunt of the devil's foolishness and being a puppet that he could lead astray anytime he wanted to. Some of you, some reason, somehow accepted Christ as your Savior and he situated you in a Bible-believing, Bible-preaching church that teaches you the truth line upon line, precept upon precept, and you're doing the best you can, sometimes seemingly swimming upstream to live for God. And you got some of them other people that's still out there telling you, come back over here and live and stop going to church and stop giving them all your money and stop going out on visitation and stop inviting me to church and we sure had a whole lot more fun when you acted a fool I'm telling you put that cup down there is no better life than serving God and listen when all I'm going down and we don't rejoice when people go down that ain't Christian either I need a few more amens on that But when everybody seems to be the target of God's judgment, and there are people right in here right now, the target of God's judgment. By the way, let me say this while I'm talking about it. If you're a Christian and God is judging someone because they're not doing right, don't get in his way by trying to help them. Stay out of the way. You help people that God's judging, you're going to get some of their judgment. You ain't going to help people get out of God's judgment by plugging a leak that's there because they're not obeying God. Don't you help them and don't ask a bunch of other Christians to help you help them. It's not biblical. But while everybody else is going down, amazingly, God will take you up. I tell you, I sure would like to be on God's down. And by the way, ultimately his signet is his son, Jesus Christ. 
by whom he stamps all his approval. And everything that God's done for me has been financed through the work of Jesus Christ. My God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. God wrote the contract for my salvation and sealed it with Jesus Christ. And I want to be a signet for God. But I can't bypass this process. Say it with me. Consider your ways. One more time. Our Lord and our God. Help us. Help us to do some more thinking. Heads bowed, eyes closed, no one looking around. Pastor, pray for me. I'm a child of God and I know it, but I've got to do some more thinking about my life so that God can justifiably participate in my life because I'm participating in his and I, I need God's help and I want to do the part to get it. That's you all over the building. Christian people, would you put your hand up? Yes, 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 yes. Put your hand down. Pastor, I'm not sure if I die today I'd go to heaven but I don't want to go to hell. Thank God for these young men that are here today that have trusted Christ as Savior this week and in church, God is on their side. Now, I wonder how many of you say today, Pastor, I'm not sure if I died today, I'd go to heaven. But I'm sure I do not want to go to hell. Please pray for me. Is that you? Would you put your hand up? Would you let me pray for you? I'm not sure if I died today, I'd go to heaven. But I'm sure I do not want to go to hell. Let me pray for you. Thank you, ma'am. God bless you. Bless you. Bless you. You may put your hand down. Someone else. I'm not sure if I died today in the balcony. We're watching you. Anyone? Thank you. God bless you, sir. God bless you. We'd be glad to help you. Someone else? I'm not sure if I died today, I'd go to heaven, but I'm sure I don't want to go to hell. Thank you. There's a hand there. God bless you. Now, we'd like to help you. Listen, please. We'd like to help you. We'd like to help you today. We're not going to force you to do anything, but we'd like to help you. If you're here today and you're not sure you're going to heaven, I'm going to give you a chance in just a moment to, to walk to the back of the auditorium out before you. We'll get one of our workers to talk with you. I'm, I'm, I'm serious about this. I wouldn't want anybody to leave Crossroads Baptist Church unsure whether or not he's going to heaven or she's going to heaven. And we'd like to help you. We really would. So in just a moment, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a chance, if, if God has spoken to your heart, to just leave your seat. We'll keep, we'll keep people's heads bowed and eyes closed. We were not going to embarrass you. We'll let one of our workers take a Bible and show you how you can know you're going to heaven. Let me pray over you and give you the opportunity. Father, at least three hands went up today. We'd like to help them. Just show them in the Bible how they can leave here knowing they're going to heaven. Give us grace. Give these, give these ones courage. In Jesus' name. Christian, would you pray all over the building? If you're here today and you're not sure you're going to heaven, would you just step out right now, right now from wherever you are? Just leave your seat. Just get up. Yes, God bless you. God bless you. And someone will be glad to help you. Come on, a couple of the others, put your hand up, would you? 
You raised your hand just a moment ago. Would you, would you just, come on, would you? Yeah, bless you. Someone would be glad to help you. Yes. Someone's following right behind you to help you. Yes. Bless you. Help is on the way. Right into the foyer. God bless you. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Is there yet another? Anyone else would like to help you? is not slack concerning his promises. Some recount slackness, but his long suffering us were not willing that any should perish, but, to, but all should come to repentance. Aren't you glad he wants everybody saved? Now listen, church, listen. I'm talking to Christian people. Anyone else? Anyone else that doesn't know you're going to heaven? Anyone else? Don't let me move on. If there's still time for you, you just get up right where you are. We'll get somebody to help you. We help you. We, we, we're not going to hurt you. We help you. Anyone else, we'd just be glad to help. Just talk to you. Talk to you and tell you what God said about the church. <laughs> what a blessing. Now listen, say folk. And by the way, anybody in here, you can, we can talk to us after service. We, we, we'll say amen, but we're not done. We, we, we'll stay around here for all day long to tell you about Jesus. Oh, sure we will. Sure we will. Now Christians, now we got to do different. I mean, we just can't. I don't know why God won't help me. I don't know why God is not working in my life. You've got to do what you're supposed to do. He said, Zerubbabel, servant of God, I will make you a signet. I'm going to promote you. I'm going to, I'm going to utilize you to accomplish my work the way a king uses his ring to seal his decree. Do you want to be a children, a child of God that God uses to accomplish his work? You got to consider your ways. Do right. Otherwise, chastisement is our only other option. My prayer is that the people of God will make decisions on what, on what God has done in their hearts. Father, add your blessing to the reading and the preaching of your word and make much of Jesus for your glory and our good in Jesus name